Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for being here today. Gem and me here. Today, we have an amazing leader, queen. I am so honored to have her here today, Ramona White. She's a TEDx speaker. Oh, my God. Goals. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm really grateful and honored. I'm really proud of you. Uh, mm -hmm. I know you've had some amazing guests, so I'm very humbled. Well, you're one of them. Among the list. <laughs> Um, and you're an amazing host, you know, you've created such a great platform for women uh, to share their stories. Thank you so much. And um, today we're going to be talking about purpose. And um, one of your accomplishments that I've I actually reached out to you, this is how we met through LinkedIn, right? And the first thing I um, saw from you on your LinkedIn was that you're a TEDx speaker and that kind of was like oh my god like she's amazing she's a TEDx speaker like one day I would love to like be one and um, how was that experience for you briefly if you can tell us about that I feel like that's like the highlight of like kind of that drew me to you so I have to ask <laughs> well well I'm so glad you reached out on LinkedIn LinkedIn definitely works I've met so many amazing people through LinkedIn and you know being a TEDx speaker was definitely something that was on my list uh, of accomplishments that I wanted to pursue and achieve. And when it came to me, it was very unexpected. Actually, I have to thank my brother, Voltaire. Uh, he actually was extended the invitation to speak. Uh, however, he passed it on to me and shared it with me. He knew that public speaking is something that I do, and that was something that I wanted to accomplish. And so I first have to definitely acknowledge him because without him, I wouldn't have had the opportunity. Uh, once I got it, though, I was scared. It was the one of the scariest moments of my my life, literally, because, you know, you see all these people do these amazing TED Talks and you realize, oh my gosh, it's going to be online forever. You know, and <laughs> you have one take, you know, usually, I mean, you have to pretty much get it done within the time frame that is allotted. There's a live audience and, you know, all eyes are on you. And for me, I realized, you know, I'm not speaking to the world and however many people who might end up watching it. I'm really speaking to the people who are there listening to me right now at that moment. And I'm also speaking to the subject matter. And so once I calmed myself down, did research, I looked up, you know, how to write or how to speak, you know, um, or how to give a great TEDx talk. Um, what are the best speeches that have ever been given? And of course, MLK's I Have a Dream speech, you know, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, was, a, you know, that's the epitome of great speeches. And so I looked at all the ways to prepare and memorize. And once I did all those things, you know, the nervousness dissipated, but it was definitely scary, but it was an amazing experience. Oh, thank you so much for sharing. One day when I become a better speaker and a more influential and, you know, yeah, that's my goal. So thank you for sharing your experience. I'm so honored and flattered that you're here with me. <laughs> so um, today, I just, I just want to say, you know, sometimes we think we're not where we want to be or should be to accomplish something that we've been pursuing. And that's how I felt at the time when I gave my TEDx talk. Um, but you know, we all have a story to share and we all have something to say. And there's someone in the world, you know, the billions of people in the world who will resonate with what your story. So, um, you know, you're, you might be closer to that goal than you think. Thank you. I got a little emotional. <laughs> Sorry. Uh -huh. 
Alex is trying to tears. <laughs> yeah, because it's true what you're saying, you know, that sometimes you don't give yourself the credit, you know, and you've come so far. But there's also a very long um journey ahead, right? Um, so thank you for, for sharing that. Um yeah. so today we're going to be talking about um PMS. What is that? I want you to tell <laughs> a little bit of what that means. I'm sure our audience is like questioning right now. What's it what's PMS? <laughs> what's PMS? Well, I think you know, many people get an idea of an angry woman, um, <laughs> you know, when they hear yes, that. Yes, definitely. And I used to be offended when I would hear that and I'd say PMS is not real, but as I've matured, I realized PMS, the PMS that many of us are thinking about can be real. Uh, but the PMS that I'm talking about is purpose, maybe, and the S stands for say no. And I came up with this concept when I was invited to speak in uh, 2022 in the Bahamas. I was invited as an international headliner for an amazing um, uh, platform that is in the Bahamas by another dynamic woman, um, giving platforms for women speakers and doing great things. And I was really honored to talk and I was trying to think about what what am I going to talk about? And what came up was this theme of purpose. And I really wanted something to stick with people. And I came up with this acronym PMS. And when we think about purpose, sometimes we feel like our, our purpose has to be something significant um, in the eyes of others versus significant in our own eyes. And many times we, you know, go throughout life trying to figure out what is our purpose. And so for me, I really want to invite people, especially as we're stepping into a new year in 2023, if you haven't yet figured out your purpose, that's okay. Um, but to sit with yourself and think about the things that would make you feel good. You know, waking up every day, we came out of a pandemic, right? And I think a lot of people got a gut check and realization on what's really important to them. And so I really invite people to come from what I like to call a gut centered place. Um, some people call it their spidey senses. Some people who have a faith practice call it the Holy Spirit. Um, but what's leading you, right? What is that thing that's calling you, that's drawing you towards it? Whether it's a particular group of people who might have a need that you feel like you can serve, whether it's um, family. You know, one of the things that we um, really don't value as much as I believe we should is um, motherhood right? And how powerful that purpose is to be a mom and to be a stay-at-home mom if it's feasible, right? And there's nothing um, uh, diminishing about that. If anything, it's probably the greatest um, purpose and position we can have as human beings is being a parent, right? Whether we're a mom or a dad. And so, you know, I think with purpose, it's you know, sometimes journaling and figuring out, you know, what's inside of me that I haven't gotten out, whether it's writing, telling stories, um, medicine, wanting to heal people, wanting to heal yourself. Um, and so purpose is something that I invite everyone to explore and to also get help. You know, if you can't figure it out yourself or discern, there's great resources out there, whether it's books, YouTube videos, um, subject matter experts, you know, who have great tips on how to do that. Um, but purpose is something that I think eludes many of us. And if we feel like we can't find it, we feel like there's something wrong with us. And so that's what the P stands for is purpose. 
um, maybe, you know, is taking a, the idea of maybe means basically pausing and taking a step back. Sometimes we say yes to things that take us away from our purpose mm-hmm. and that distract us and sometimes um, discourage us from our purpose, right? And so a lot of times we're, there's so many things that are distraction. Uh, there's so many demands, right? Especially um, with family. And I want to, you know, just touch on something. I think for many people who come from immigrant communities, um, I do not come from an immigrant family, but I feel like some of my experiences definitely reflect that of the immigrant community. Um, You know, my mom was a single mother. She raised my brother and I on $14,000 a year, which is pretty much, you know, below the poverty line. Um, and many immigrants who come to the United States really struggle from a financial standpoint and the children have to step up and help. And so my story was no different. You know, my mom definitely leaned on, on me and I, I wanted to help, you know, I saw her making so many sacrifices and struggles, you know, for my brother and I, and, um, you know, I think sometimes we take on a superwoman syndrome uh, when we see our parents or we are the first in our family to go to college or we're the first in our family to get a good paying job. Many people lean on about it and not feeling bad about taking that pause or stepping back and asking ourselves, is what I'm about to do aligning with my purpose? Um, Is what I'm about to do really going to be helpful or hurtful to me or the people or persons that I'm trying to help? Or is it really going to enhance my cause, whatever it is I'm pursuing? And so that's really what maybe uh, means. And it's something that sometimes we don't feel like we can, we can do, you know, how can I say, maybe let me think about it. And um, it's probably one of the best pieces of advice that I've gotten was, you know, say, maybe let me think about it. It also shows people that um, they're valuable and that, you know, before I immediately say yes, let me think about it. Let me make sure that I'm able to really fully commit um, to you because you're so valuable to me or important to me. Um, If it's hard for us to say no, which is the next thing that I'll talk about. Yeah, that I like that. That maybe and that pause because as um, as superwoman, as we mentioned before, that we take on a lot of roles, and uh, we're also people pleasers, right? We can never say no, um, and mm-hmm. we try to please everybody else, and and to really look inside and be like, is this really like what I want to do? Do I feel good doing this, or is it aligned right with the purpose that I'm trying to fulfill? So thank you. That's a really good concept yeah you know I mean I think this idea of saying no which you know is the the last um, letter of that acronym um is something that's very foreign right I mean as women it's a word saying no um the word no is not something we often feel confident using um historically women have always had to quote unquote say yes, because we had very limited rights. And even once we did achieve certain rights, um, there just were familial expectations, cultural expectations, gender expectations that you're gonna smile and you're gonna say yes, um, and you're gonna be accommodating. 
And there's nothing wrong with recognizing, hey, number one, I'm in control of my life. Number two, I get to say yes and no to what is best for me. And many times we are not taught that it's okay to say no and set healthy boundaries, especially with family um, and friends, right? I think as younger people, we can definitely feel peer pressured um, to say yes to things that maybe we aren't really comfortable with um, because we don't want to hurt people's feelings. We don't want to let people down. We don't want to look like we're not cool. Um, we we want to be accepted um, with family. We can be guilted um, yeah. into saying yes. And I really, you know, my goal is to invite people to build up the no muscle. You know, it's like you're lifting weights and you get stronger. Um, build up that no muscle and practice saying it and see what happens. You know, people usually get over it, <laughs> even if they don't like it. Uh, and once you start saying no, it starts to feel really good. And you realize the world doesn't collapse. Um, most of your relationships are still maintained. Um, people begin to respect you more as well. And um, because you are setting those boundaries, not for them not to cross, but for you to stay within, right? I think there's this idea that boundaries, I'm, I'm putting a line in the sand and don't cross this. People are always going to try to push your buttons and um, cross those boundaries. You're the one that has to stay within them, right? And so it's a muscle um, that we have to practice. That's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I now I'm going to use it for myself. PMS. <laughs> Purpose, maybe say no. Um, I'm going to think about it every time I make a decision. <laughs> so thank you for sharing that. I wanted to ask you some other questions now that we kind of summarize, you know, purpose and how we kind of aligned with it and when to say no, maybe, or yes, this is perfect for like what I'm trying to live by. Um, what drives you? Like, what is your purpose? You know, what my purpose is, is helping people, empowering people to make more informed life choices. Um, you know, I always say at the end of the line for me, which uh, God willing will hopefully be after I'm 100 years old, uh, because I'm looking forward to celebrating my centennial uh, birthday, my 100th birthday. But, you know, on the tombstone of Ramona Wright, it just needs to say she helps somebody, right? That's what fuels me. That's what drives me. You know, how can I um, help people? And, you know, that makes me feel good. And I feel like that's, you know, ultimately, hopefully why we're all here. Thank you. Um, what would you say to your younger self? <laughs> so many things. <laughs> um, I would say, you know, I brought it up earlier, but trust your gut you know, it will never steer you wrong. And I like to call our gut or our sixth sense, or again, your spidey senses, if you're a Marvel fan, um, it's like a lighthouse, it guides you. And so many times we're not taught to trust those gut instincts. We're not um, taught to listen to that still small voice that sometimes is there to protect us, encourage us, inspire us. Um, and push us in ways that maybe we don't believe that we can do something or um, divert us from danger, right? A lot of times we'll meet people or we'll go into a situation and we'll feel something funny 
but we don't listen to it. I think it goes back to, again, something that we're not taught, again, as women is mm, if something doesn't feel right, trust that gut um, and say no thank you um, or push back. And so I think that that's something as a younger person, I wish I had known and I wish I had practiced more. Um, and so, yeah, that's that's the the piece of advice I would I would have given myself is listen to your gut. Thank you, very useful. I I feel like still as adults sometimes you just kind of slipping. You're like, damn, I should have listened to my gut. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah, it's a practice. It's like a muscle, like you said. It is, and you know, I think it's called a sixth sense for a reason. I mean, we have if we if we're blessed with sight, right? For those of us who um, are not vision impaired, you've got two eyes for a reason. If you can hear, it's there for a reason. If you can smell, it's there for a reason, right? There's some things that you can't see or hear, but you can smell, um, like smoke, right? Maybe you can't hear or see a fire, but if you smell smoke, it's like, oh, there's a fire someplace. Mm. Um, taste, right? Sometimes you can't see things smell things or hear things, but you can taste them. Something just doesn't taste right, right? That chicken might look good and it might smell good, but you bite into it and you're like, oh, that, that don't taste right. And so I feel like the gut and that sixth sense or being led by the Holy Spirit for those people who maybe have a faith practice, it's there to protect you or guide you beyond things that you can't see, that you can't hear, that you can't taste and you can't touch and you can't feel physically, right? Yes. but you can feel it on the inside yes you feel like that wait think about it don't do it <laughs> yes. um okay so i usually go into deeper like childhood you know experiences and a lot because i feel like it shapes the way that we are and how we project ourselves in the world um so I wanted to ask you like what are two lessons that you can share that you have learned from your parents either your mom or your dad oh well as I mentioned I grew up as a single uh as a I grew up as a child of a single parent my parents were never married um I didn't meet my dad until I was 19 wow. and so I'll start with the lesson I learned from him um the gift that he gave me when I first met him was sheet music. Um, God bless the child that's got his own. And um, it's one of those things where that that's the name of the song. And um, it was one of those things where I think for me, when I first got this, got it, got it as a gift, I was like, wow, this is some gift after <laughs> not seeing your kid for 19 years. Um and Billie Holiday, I believe, is the singer. Um, and I was thinking to myself, what does this mean? And when I was 19, it really didn't mean anything to me. But this idea of being able to have your own, especially when you come from struggle, is a blessing. And it's the thing that fuels me to be a blessing to others, right? It's that thing that makes me want to be philanthropic but not to just give to people, but empower people so that they have their own. Um, Cause it's, you know, it's even, it's in the Bible, it's better to give than to receive. Um, you know, it's wonderful to be able to receive and we should know how to accept gifts and accept help and to receive, but it doesn't feel good when you're constantly in need and constantly struggling. Mm -hmm. um, and so I don't know what his intentions were uh, for giving me that 
sheet music, but as I've gotten older, it was definitely a great lesson um, as a young um, person to have that and to reflect on that as I've, I've gotten older. <clears throat> um, I would say as a child, the greatest lesson um, I learned from my mom is um, generosity. You know, my mom was probably the most generous person um, I've ever met. And there were times when we didn't have anything to give, but somehow she would find a way of giving to others and helping people. And so this idea of um, service and being someone in the community and giving, um, so many times we think of philanthropy or phil philanthropist as, you know, an older often white man sitting behind a desk writing a big check. But really all of it, all that, all philanthropy is, is generosity of money in our minds, but it can also be of our time, our energy, um, food, sharing what we have. And so my mom um, taught me how to be generous. And I, I think a really great example of that is, um, you know, one time we, I think she'd made like the last meal, you know, cooked up the last groceries we had and we didn't know where we were gonna, you know, get the food, get food from. Um, she was an entrepreneur and, you know, she tried to find work, but it was very difficult. And um, there were some ladies from our church who stopped by our house um, the same night that my mom cooked the last meal and we didn't have a phone. Our phone was turned off. This was pre-cell phone. So I'm dating myself a little bit. Um, and oh. they knocked on the door. <laughs> they knocked on the door. <laughs> Thank you. They knocked on the door and they said they felt led. They felt a feeling that they were supposed to bring us groceries. And, you know, my mom is the type of person that if groceries were given to us, she would have found a way to give a little bit of those groceries to someone else that had a greater need than we did. And, um, you know, I'm just grateful for her, her big heart. Wow. Oh, that's so um, sentimental. And um, I see, like, you know, as you describe her, I see a lot of her in you. Um, oh, and I'm happy yeah. that you guys, you know, obviously struggled, but that gave you like that communion and that love and unity with your your um, brother and your mom so I feel like as you know you went through that you also were very close to her um, and sometimes you know people have everything they're rich but they have no mm -hmm. type of connection with their parents and they care, could, could care less right about anything um, but I feel like your upbringing was very um, lovable and you know, you guys had a strong bond. So I feel like that's amazing. And it, it shows the person that you are. And that's why I asked it, because I feel like um, our upbringings really shape the way that, you know, we we project ourselves in relationships, right, in the world, um, how generous we are, how we communicate. And um, and I've been seeing that, right, in, in, the, in the work that I do now, um, but also in myself as I have been on my healing journey. So it's something that I'm very intrigued by. So thank you for sharing your, your story. Um, thank you. So I, I know you said a little bit of the lessons, right, that um, you learned from your parents, um, but you are someone who I would say has a very high level of success. You have your companies, you have your purpose, you know, you're exercising that and, um, 
what values or beliefs do you think that are ones that you live by that have helped you get to where you are right now? Yeah, I would say um, a strong faith practice, you know, a belief in a higher power and in God um, and recognizing, um, you know, just, you know, also kind of, I know it sounds cliche, but what would Jesus do? You know, thinking about this idea of if you take Jesus out of being a religious figure, um, he was a guy who was born to technically a single mom, you know, <laughs> Mary was not married at the time and he had a stepdaddy um, and he had a baby daddy named God, you know, um, and he was a carpenter and he didn't come from a rich family and probably would have been seen coming from the quote unquote wrong side of the tracks, but, you know, was always trying to um, help others and so you know for me that idea of um you know not only a faith practice a belief in a higher power but really thinking about you know what is the right thing to do in every situation and really trying to put other people before yourself I think is something that has made me very successful um it's a prayer that I've prayed since I was probably 17 God bless me to bless somebody else um, and so I would say that those are some of the beliefs and values. And then this idea of believing that we can overcome, um, and, you know, being an internal optimist, my mom used to call me her happy apple and it was this old school, uh, toy. Y'all have to look it up. Um, just type in happy apple from like the 1970s or eighties, but it was this big apple head that had like a little yellow string and you pull it along and it had this big smile on it. And I feel like somehow, some way, no matter what, um, one, my mom just always believed that there was going to be a better tomorrow. And I think that came from my mother's mother, um, my grandmother, who was an entrepreneur. So I'm a third generation entrepreneur. And if you're an entrepreneur, you're a hustler. You know, you always are striving for something better. And in order to be a successful entrepreneur, you got to believe in something better. Um, otherwise, you wouldn't do what you do. Yes. So belief was one of them, right? Believing in something greater, overcoming and being a hustler, right? <laughs> um, which you are. Like, I, I see you and I'm like, how does she do it? Like, <laughs> I don't know how she does it, but it's in you, right? Because, oh my God, three generations. That's amazing. Yeah. But I think it's also having a good team. You know, I don't do it by myself. I don't do it alone. I've been blessed to have great business partners in the past with some of my business ventures and currently have a wonderful, wonderful business partner. Um, you know, I've got great people on my team. I don't like to say people work for me. Um, people work, we work together towards, you know, whatever the objective is. And so I've got great people um, who are on my team and that, that makes me feel really good and it helps me accomplish the things that I'm doing. So I'm not doing it alone. Yes. Thank you for sharing that. Um, yeah, I feel like that, like you said, believing that something it's possible. Like if you feel like you can't do something, that's it. Like you're right. You can't. You're done. Yeah. Yeah. And that goes uh, hand in hand with your purpose too. Believing, you know, and kind of attracting that and forming it. So how would you say, I know that a little bit of, you know, 
what your dad gifted you like in summary and like the way your mom was I feel like that kind of made a picture of like what you're doing now like what your purpose is if correct me if I'm wrong but how did you kind of put the pieces together and was like yeah like this is my purpose it's a good question I think I'm still putting the pieces together I think sometimes we have this idea that at some point we're gonna make it right I'm gonna make it whatever that making it means you know for me um I think it's important to have a um a measuring stick of what success looks like for you, right? And it can't be something externally that you see other people have. Because oftentimes when you achieve that thing that other people have, it may not feel satisfying. And so for me, I knew that I made it or I was successful when I could go to the movies on a, like I could go to a matinee um, during the week because that meant that I was in control of my time. That was success for me. Success wasn't having a million dollars in the bank, um, you know, tons of people working for me or, you know, traveling to Milan or wherever. Like that might be someone else's measure of success. But for me, I knew that I would be successful when I could go to the movies on a Monday. And it happened. I'll never forget when it happened. A friend of mine um, had the day off she's a mentor to me. And um, she called me on a Sunday afternoon and said, Hey, do you want to go see Fast and Furious 6? I don't remember which number it was, but one of the Fast and Furious movies. And I had never seen any of the Fast and Furious movies. And she had saw that I had posted that on social media. So she said, Hey, I'm going to see Fast and Furious tomorrow. Well, it was a Monday and she was going to a matinee, but she had the day off. right? And I was thinking to myself, I can't take the day off and or the afternoon and go to a movie. But then I said, wait a minute, I can. I've reached a point in my career where I'm in charge. I have a team. Why do I have to be tied to a desk all afternoon if I'm in charge and I control my schedule? That's the benefit of entrepreneurship. And so I did it. And I realized it came, that moment that I had always been looking for. And, you know, that was probably maybe five years ago, maybe a little more, I don't remember. Um, so now it's time to, you know, set that sort of new bar, I guess you will, of success or making it. And um, yeah, I don't know if I answered your question, but. Oh, I think you're muted. Of course I'm muted. <laughs> Um, so yeah, you actually did answer my question. That was basically like, you know, how did you find out that you were living your purpose and that you successfully kind of made it right? Um, and you're right, you know, that success might change over time, right? Depending, you're also evolving as a person, right? So your perceptions mm -hmm. and your thoughts and everything changes. And, um, but I feel like your purpose could change too, right? And it's like you have some goals and this is what I want or this is what I like, this is what I breathe, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. And then you're like, wait, <laughs> right? And that can change um, from one year to the next or I don't know, a couple months to the next. Um, yeah, I think that there's maybe there's like core principles and there's sort of your quote unquote life's purpose or life's work or the legacy you want to leave behind that may be static if you will or that thing but I think that 
our priorities or things that we want to achieve or accomplish can definitely change because of life stages, right? Um, you know, getting married, having children, you know, um, starting a new job sometimes takes us away from what we believe is our purpose, but it doesn't have to be for an extended period of time. You know, sometimes we have to put our attention and intention towards those things that have the highest priority, but we shouldn't forget about what our long-term or ultimate purpose is and still find ways to feed that, if you will. Yes, thank you. Um, okay, so I am going to finalize with this question. Um, what is the greatest piece of advice someone has given you? Ooh, the greatest piece of advice. <laughs> wow, that's pressure. Top quiz. Top quiz. Man, greatest piece of advice. You know, probably, you know, there there's there's two. Um but I'll, I'll focus on one and it's, you know, my mom, my mom, unfortunately, she transitioned very young. She was 62 and um, before she passed, I'll never forget. She sort of pointed her finger at me mm. and she said, take care of yourself, mm. take care of yourself. But it wasn't like, Hey, take care. You know, there's a lot of ways that you can say, take care of yourself. There's, you know, take care of yourself, like saying bye-bye kind of a thing, farewell. And then there's a warning, you know, take care of yourself. And that's how she was saying it to me. And I think that so many times we don't take care of ourselves. You know, there's also take care of yourself, right? Because we always try to tell somebody else what to do and we should just take care of ourselves and mind our business, right? And so I think you can use that the taking care of yourself and apply it in so many ways. And oftentimes we don't take care of ourselves, right? It goes back to how we talked, how we started this conversation, the idea of that maybe and say no. Sometimes in order to take care of yourself, you've got to say no. You've got to say maybe, let me think about it. Um, and I'm really grateful that she told me that because, you know, I feel like unfortunately her life maybe was prematurely um, you know, cut short, cut short prematurely because she maybe didn't know how to take care of herself. Um, maybe she just didn't have the capacity or time, you know, being a single mother. Um, and so I would say that that's something that I've been applying more and more is taking care of myself. I love it. And something that I want to highlight now that you mentioned that, and I see it in you, like, I've, I've told you this in person, too. I'm like, you look so relaxed and zen, and, like, you're doing 101 things. Like, how do you do it? Like, please tell me the formula of, like, you oh, running yeah. the world and looking so relaxed. Like, Thank I love it. <laughs> Well, I did just moisturize before this call and wash my hair. Um, so I'm glad it, it worked. Um, you know, girl, I don't know. I would say prayer, meditation, um, 
eating well, you know, try, try to take care of myself. You know, I think that if you are a busy person and you want to accomplish your purpose and you want to accomplish your goals, you got to take care of yourself. You know, you've got to learn how to put you first and it's hard, you know, it can, it, I shouldn't say it is hard. It can be a challenge, but it's like saying no. Once you start building up that muscle, it becomes easier. And also once you realize, and maybe this is living, I don't like to say aging or getting older. I think if you just keep living, you start to realize that no matter how bad things get, God willing, there's always light at the end of the tunnel, right? And so, you know, if you just keep moving forward, if you keep doing what my mom would say, she'd always say, see beyond your circumstances by staying focused on your goals. And so it's easy to look around and feel like, oh my gosh, my circumstances are so, so horrible. And then we stop focusing on our goals. But if we focus on our goals, we can kind of push through those challenging circumstances. And I think that's what keeps me maybe Zen is I'm not worried about what's going on. I'm really focused on where I'm going and where I'm going is a place of Zen and peace and hopefully enjoyment and abundance and opportunity. I love it. Thank you so much for sharing that. I will try to apply it. <laughs> no, I feel like I've evolved a lot. I feel like I was more intense and more fearful before, but like you mentioned, I feel like walking into um, a faith path and like seeking more you know God and Jesus and higher power really gives you this mm -hmm. sense of faith and 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 you know everything is going to be fine and you know that everything happens for a purpose right and it's part of the journey right like live it you're going to learn something from it it's it's for a reason right so I feel like you receive everything with more grace because you know that it's there for for a reason um so yeah yeah I, I, I'm, I'm <laughs> And realizing that we're not alone, you know, I think asking for help is something that, again, we're not often taught to do, especially in this environment of, you know, women's empowerment, we can do everything. And it's like, just because you can doesn't mean you have to or should, you know, and one of the ways that I started practicing asking for help was asking people to help me do things that I technically really didn't need help doing. So I'll give you two examples. One, I wanted to practice being more vulnerable and asking for help. And so I would oftentimes, if I saw a stronger gentleman, if I'm traveling, you know, I travel a lot, I would ask, hey, excuse me, sir, would you mind helping me with my bag? Even though I could do it, I could do it, but why should I have to if there's a stronger person who can do it for me? Doesn't mean I'm weak, but it's like, hey, they might be willing to help, right? Let me ask. Yeah. And no one has ever said no. So, um, and then I think the other thing is when I gave up my car, I wanted, I traveled a lot and I found that I really wasn't using my car. And even though I lived in LA, this was starting the, the, the height of Lyft and Uber and rideshare services were emerging. Uh, and so I, before I gave away my car, I would just ask friends, hey, can you pick me up? You know, can you give me a ride? And to put myself in a vulnerable space for asking for help, even if I technically didn't need it. And so I think that's the other maybe reason why I look a little bit more relaxed um, is I'm not taking on everything by myself. You know, I'm asking for help. And I'm not um, doing as much as um, I used to, right? It's like, I'm telling myself, okay, I'm gonna 
really try to be in the present moment and do one thing at a time if it's feasible or, you know, focus my attention on this today and then that tomorrow and then that next week. So I think asking for help, um, making ourselves vulnerable, and then also try to be in the present moment. I'm taking notes. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and be present. Oh my God. Yes. I love it. Alrighty. Well, um, that concludes my questions. Do you have any questions for me or any final statements you want to share with our audience? Well, I just want to say thank you so much for having me. I'm very honored and grateful. Um, and, you know, I think in 2023, um, making it all about me, you know, and, and not selfishly like, oh, 2023 is all about me and I'm just going <laughs> to live my best life. But really asking yourself, what have I done for me lately? You know, there's that old saying, what have you done for me lately? Well, what have you've done for you lately and so I think it's you know something I'm I'm asking myself and those things that we've put on the back burner that are important to us it's dusting them off and saying this is going to be a year of me 2023 is all about me and really making sure that I'm taking care of me yes and so important because if you don't take care of yourself then you can't take care of others or anything really yep, yep. Yeah, we got to, what's that old thing, you know, put your mask on first, you know, when you're on the airplane. Exactly. Thank you so much. You're, like I said, you're truly an inspiration to me. And I've told you this endlessly. You're probably tired of hearing it, but I truly mean it. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. And I'm so happy, you know, we crossed paths. I'm so grateful. Um, and yeah, I'm so um, excited about the future and what it holds. Thank you. Likewise, thank you.